Welcome to the Rhine Report for Thursday, January 30th, 2021. It's almost the new year. Happy New Year's Eve and the international weapons trade. Recently, President Emmanuel Macron of France visited the United Arab Emirates, UAE and Saudi Arabia, two of the super-rich countries in the Persian Gulf. He was peddling weapons. He signed a contract with Mohammed bin Zayed for 80 Rafale fighter jets and 12 Super Puma helicopters. Mohammed is the Deputy Supreme Commander of the United Arab Emirates Armed Forces. That's somebody and the Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi, the main city of the Emirates. The deal was worth 19 billion. Speaking to reporters later, Macron said that they are important contracts for the deepening defense cooperation between France and the UAE. And they will contribute to the stability of the region and enhance a common fight against terrorism. Come on, terrorism? <laughs> you don't need a Rafale jet that travels 1,200 miles an hour to kill a terrorist. And if you do, then it's only because somebody sold them some high-dollar weapons to shoot down your 1,200-mile-per-hour jet. Good for the weapons business, that's for sure. Shooting down and shooting are their bread and butter. It was the largest ever overseal sale of French warplanes, and sweet revenge for the French, who lost out on a multi-billion dollar contract with Australia to build submarines. <laughs> America swooped in at the last minute and stole that deal. Our nuclear subs are way better anyway, said the U.S., not like those noisy old diesel subs the French build. <laughs> Anyways. Macron inked the deal with Ben Zayed, then went on to Saudi Arabia to hook up with Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince there. He might want some Rafales too, or some missile or something. They've got their dirty little war going on in Yemen, where thousands have been killed. Nobody really knows how many, in a proxy battle between Saudi Arabia and Iran just like America used to do in Central America back in the 80s. Reagan's dirty wars. All the innocent people get killed while the big countries jockey for position. The international weapons trade is one of the biggest and most lucrative industries in the world. 531 billion in 2020 and growing at a steady pace. This is not something you often hear about. Secretive, national security and all. 531 billion dollars, not counting the small stuff. A few hundred AK-47s here, a few thousand landmines there. The 531 billion is just counting the top 100 purveyors of weapons. 
Not to make France out to be the bad guy, that was just from a recent news article. All the big countries do it. The United States is the overall big money winner of the weapon sweepstakes. Out of the $531 billion, $285 billion was from American companies, according to a December 6, 2021 account by CIPRI. Check the link. Over half of the international weapons trade is by the U.S. Here's a picture of a Reaper drone with missile. They can uh, track and kill remotely over a range of 1,200 miles from its base, fly at 50,000 feet, stay aloft for 14 hours. They'll track you down and drop a hellfire on your head. Americans sold them to over 14 countries around the world. According to the United Nations Office for Disarmament Affairs, quote, the ready availability of weapons and ammunition leads to human suffering, political repression, crime, and terror among civilian populations, unquote. They go on to say, countries affected by conflicts or pervasive crime have the most difficulty attaining internationally agreed development goals. Well, there you have it. The cause of failed countries, violence, and the ready availability of weapons. <laughs> weapons manufacturing and sales is not only a giant industry, it's government policy and high-level diplomacy. Macron was feeding his defense industries at home while at the same time signaling a closer bond with the Gulf states. The French already have a military base in Abu Dhabi. They're a player. And that's important in international relations. One of the best ways to buddy up with another country is to sell them weapons. The Rafale this is a quote, will give the UAE a tool capable of guaranteeing sovereignty and operational independence, says Dassault, the manufacturer. Okay, sovereignty and operational independence, code words for you can stay in power and influence other countries with these. Right? It's a status symbol. Hey, look what I got, a Rafale. Yeah, 80 of them with bombs. Hey, you want to ride in my helicopter? Funny, not funny. Industries get rich building weapons and selling them to other countries or groups so they can have their war. People get killed and people get displaced because somebody wants to have a war. And because they got a bunch of crazy weapons probably paid for by robbing the national treasury of some poor country that they're trying to dominate. And so I decided to write my cheery New Year's Eve post about the international arms trade. Happy New Year's and know that one Rafale cost $100 million. The U.S. made F-15 $87 million. 
This stuff is not cheap. A cruise missile? A million and a half. A hellfire missile like what they fire down from drones on wedding parties? Check the link. 150,000. Probably more than what all those people were worth that they blew up. And then it's like, oh well, sorry about that. Here's $110,000 in cash and 101 Kalishnikov rifles for the tribal ed elders in your village. So while we're wishing each other Happy New Year's in our villages, maybe we can also wish for an end to this immoral, insane international weapons industry. That would really be happy and that would really be new. We could at least think about it. Why the fascination with weapons and ways to kill people anyways? Everybody has a different culture. Everybody has a different form of government. Everybody lives in a slightly different way, but we all live. Which God you believe in varies from country to country. We're fighting over the minutiae, the tiny, ridiculously irrelevant, arbitrary bits of lifestyle differences. It's as if one economic system is supposed to be the best for everybody. Probably not. Just as one religion doesn't seem to be the best for everybody. People have their own ways of believing, their own traditions. It could be a constitutional monarchy. It could be some form of democracy. Hey, maybe you got a dictator running the place. People still live day to day in some way. Are the details really worth fighting about? I'm thinking of the pop-up wars in Africa. One clan against another. Kids with Kalashnikovs. The Burundi Civil War. The Rwandan Civil War. The Rwandan Genocide. That was great. The South Sudanese Civil War. The Uganda-Tanzania War. The Ugandan Civil War. The Lord's Resistance Army. The Boko Haram Insurgency. The Kongawara Rebellion. Wikipedia goes on for several pages, dozens really listing the pop-up wars in Africa over the last 50 years. The Eritrean Civil War, the Eritrean-Ethiopian War, the Tigray War in Ethiopia, the Somali Civil War, the Algerian Civil War, the Libyan Civil War, the First Liberian Civil War and the Second Liberian Civil War, causing all kinds of habits because they got guns. They got rocket launchers to knock down walls and they're ready to kick some butt. War-ravaged countries like Yemen are completely disrupted. And now people are starving. They're dying from lack of medical care because there is no functional infrastructure holding the country together. Seven million people are in need of food aid. Three million are displaced. Cholera is rampant. 
their country has been completely ripped apart by the civil war. Shia against Sunni, Iran against Saudi Arabia. The Sandinistas versus the Contras in Nicaragua. Remember that? The 80s? America versus the Soviet Union is what it turned into. They both supported their favorite sides. A bloody, nasty war. Two wars, actually. Torture, extrajudicial killings, massacres, kidnapping, rape, and all the rest of it. Similar wars happened in El Salvador and Guatemala. And even today, those countries are destabilized from the violence. Thousands of refugees leave their homes every year to find shelter in the U.S. and creating an immigration problem on the southern border. <laughs> what to do? Can't let them in. They're brown people. They're not Americans. <sighs> there are no easy answers as to why people kill each other. But there is an easy answer to the international arms trade. Stop it. Stop making weapons and selling them as if it was a legitimate business. Sell some alternative energy gear. Sell some water desalination plants to sub-Saharan nations that need water as the desert encroaches on their farmland. Sell some satellite internet to countries without the infrastructure to connect their people with wires. Let the kids learn about the world, that we are many with one commonality. We are diverse, but we share core values. We have many traditions and religions, but we all want to be happy. We are human. And so, I wish you a happy new year. May peace and contentment be yours. May you feel the internal feeling that everything is okay. It's a beautiful feeling placed there by the life force itself that gives us life. Obviously, otherwise we wouldn't be alive. Unlike many campesinos in Guatemala, entire families, entire villages, shot and killed with American-supplied guns and bullets, trying to flush out the rebels hiding in the hills, the men fighting for a dignified life for their family, now working like serfs for Rio's Mount. If you kill the women and children in the village, burn the crops, raise the houses, then the rebels have no support in the mountains and they have to show themselves. Simple. Peace.